0: Hello, my name is Matt Marchesello.
1: And I'm Tanuja Ramchal. This is Seek Human Spaces podcast, where we explore how to embrace our humanness while smashing oppressive norms. Today, we'll be talking about pursuing unconventional career paths. So Matt, I know this is a topic that you're passionate about. You and I have had conversations about this before. So what's your take on uh, pursuing an unconventional career path?
0: Yeah, I... Definitely, we've had some good conversations about this, Tanusha. Um, so, for me personally, it's a very marginalized community. I feel, you know, I think for myself, you know, um, it's very hard to pursue a career that is not well known or that doesn't have a lot of financial opportunities to really pursue. Um, So for me personally, and my own personal experience, this is definitely a passion of mine, just because I've seen a lot of dreams be crushed, because of these requirements that, you know, our current society kind of asks of us. So we put a lot of our interests aside in order to really just kind of take some of the basics that we need from life.
1: Definitely. And I agree with you in terms of it being like a marginalized population, because so many people don't even give themselves permission to go for for what it is that they want. In in coaching individuals, I see this when I ask somebody, what is it that you want in a career? And they would come to me and say something like finance or marketing or accounting. It's like, you know, the the traditional paths. And then I say, "If, if it was like really safe for you to be yourself, and then they would come up with these elaborate, beautiful answers in terms of what it is that it, what they want to do. Maybe they're not seeing examples of what's possible in terms of what it is that they want. So yeah. rather than do it and fail, they would rather just hold back. And that's so sad, right? Because I feel for myself, like my my career path, I started out in a very traditional career path, working in finance and than working in information systems, but uh, eventually transitioned out of that and created something that I I would have never thought existed. But it was only until I saw examples of that, and it was only as well until that traditional career path for me did not, uh, I recognized after I checked all the boxes that it, it didn't resonates with me. It wasn't what I wanted because I, even though I was successful in, you know, based on the check boxes of society, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel, um, fulfilled. And what was your experience?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very similarly, you know, um, I'm not proud to say, but in college, I very much floated. Um, I didn't have any sort of career in mind, know i was very much under the guise of four years get out and it wasn't until my fourth year did reality hit and you know everyone around me kind of said well there's no more school after this you know you can't just float by anymore you're entering the real world and i think that was a struggle for me because i asked myself the bigger question and said you know and, and i still ask myself this years later Uh, was I lazy, right? And I think a part of it was yes, but I think a larger part of it was similarly to what you had said, which was, I don't know if I ever ever felt like I had an inviting space to be able to explore maybe some of these interests or passions that I had, you know, and because of that, you know, I I luckily found a professor who I've, who I connected with throughout my time in college, who really sat down with me and said, listen, I think the counseling field will be great for you you know and and what i think was really powerful about it was which i wanted to bring up there are some careers out there that are unconventional and maybe right and i love that question of what would you do if you had no limitations right and yeah. although those careers are maybe one in a million i think if we take the time to maybe start to take out some of those qualities that those that job asks for similar to what my professor did, which was, you work well with people, you know how to converse, you listen, right? Maybe I wouldn't be able to work for IGN in their gaming industry, but maybe counseling is that next best option. And I feel like that's something that we don't really hone in on, you know, when we're working with, you know, a, a, a population of youth that have the rest of their life, to to live and to decide what they want to do.
1: Yeah, so many important things that you touched on where you were saying that you were floating by. And, you know, also that sometimes it's so important to just experiment and spend that first year, second year of college taking as many classes. And it's not necessarily floating by, but it's also experimenting because you don't know what you don't know, which can seem like you're scattered. But in fact, it's the process that you need in order to discover. So it can also be a discovery process. Something else that you talked about um, in terms of your professor. So I had, I would say the opposite of what you experienced where you had a professor come and say, okay, so maybe you should pursue counseling. I had a professor come and say, hey, you're a great student, you should do finance. <laughs> so that, <laughs> you know, and I, I mean, in general, I was a great student in all my classes. and. But this professor, it stuck with me because for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to go work on Wall Street and I'm going to make a lot of money. So this makes perfect sense. And it turned out it wasn't exactly the right choice for me. I would also say, you know, when you're taking advice, right, it's like to see what resonates with you. In your case, it did resonate with you in terms of that career. In my case, I was like an immigrant new to this country. I didn't know, you know, what I was doing, I didn't have examples of people working in the corporate world. And that seemed like, okay. so this is me, you know, um, being successful and I'm going to do it. You know, it was a lesson that I learned in my in terms of my career. And certainly it was it's what helps me to also coach people in their career now. So in retrospect, I you know, that experience served me well. But if I had to go back to college, uh, I would probably do things very differently, but rather than based on quote unquote, what's realistic, because also something you said, when people are saying, well, after this, you're going into the real world. And what does that even mean? Right. Because a lot of people throw that out and say like things, oh, this is not realistic. You can't realistically do that for a career. Mm-hmm. And. I feel that is so discouraging to somebody who might have brilliant ideas. And it's it it doesn't allow for innovation and creativity when you're just being seen in this way that fits you into a box. Because that is like if somebody told Steve Jobs. (laughs) what you're trying to do is not realistic
0: yeah uh i I think you have such a valid point there and i I think that's what the biggest struggle within this whole idea of this of these unconventional career paths is sometimes we kill dreams Mm -hmm. right where again we're not telling someone that you know, you really want to be a gardener, right? That that all right, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't because of this, because of that, you know, rather than sort of create this inviting space and say, well, what about the career do you enjoy? Right. What, what, what is it, what draw what, you know, what has drawn you into it? And then, you know, leading them in a way that helps them maybe further explore their passion but doesn't basically tell them, hey, drop everything that you're doing, you know, put all dreams and and interests aside so you can make money, retire, and then, you know, move on past that, right? And I think that's where a, a large part of the struggle I have is, you know, you said it perfectly, which was you had an opposite experience, but that brought you back into this world to sort of be a role model for others who are either part of marginalized communities or who, who have similar experiences that you had, which was feeling like they're going down a a path that maybe they were never interested in, but somebody felt like they would be, you know, I think that's, what's important is sort of this full circle moment of coming back to the place where it all started to sort of stop the cycle right to be, to be that person who can be that touch point to another individual and say hey listen you know let me promote an inviting space tell me everything that you feel like you'd want to do even as ridiculous as you may think it it feels or might be i don't if if you're feeling that way then i'm not doing my job if you feel like you have to watch what you're going to say or that i may laugh or feel differently it start i feel like it starts with us when we promote that space we invite others to talk about the unconventional and turn it into something that's meaningful,
1: right? And that's uh, you know exactly what this podcast is about. It's a, it's in in terms of being human and having permission to talk about those things. And if somebody shuts you down, maybe that's not the space that's right for you. To find people where you can share these dreams and actually water them and talk about them because also you know as you were talking about my own path and that full circle moment it it makes me remember like you know the origin of even the word career which is it it's a carriage and it means it's a journey right and it's this long game that we're that we're playing and that even though i started out in one place and spent a, a large chunk of my you know years in that space it's that I change and you can change your mind as a human being. Like you don't like you don't have to pick something. And then and I find this is with a lot of people. It's like where they believe that, you know, and this is where a lot of pressure comes in, that they believe that once they make that one choice, that's what they have to do for the rest of of their life. And no, it's like you get to choose again and again and again if something is not right for you. When I look at my own career now, it's not only my degrees. I mean, as I said, my degrees were in finance and I got an MBA, but it's a lot of it is my lived experiences. So what I see happen is that somebody thinks I have a degree in this field, so now I have to just stick to this field. And they discard so much of their life experiences, Mm -hmm. which if they actually were to draw on those things, and again, trusting themselves in terms of what is it that they truly want to do in their career... They would pursue something that was more meaningful to them. So I feel that's like something that gets overlooked because, especially for college students, where they, you know, the pressure to make this decision and it feels like a life decision when in fact it's actually, you know, your degree. It's just the qualifications and skills that you're getting for a certain field. And you can still continue to build on that with other things like. You know, my uh, my bachelor's is in finance, but at the same time, that experience served me in terms of understanding the struggles of being in a corporate environment, but on top of that, build building on it with, you know, other courses that I've taken in psychology and communications and many different things. Um, so mm-hmm. seeing it as a long game and also recognizing that you can change your mind. And also, I think one thing that I, you know, I see a lot of people also mistake that it has to be like one job that I pick and I stick to it, but you can also have a career where you're doing many different things, right? Like I could be coaching people and I could be making cupcakes and I could be, I could have a cleaning business and I could, so all of those things can make up. You know how I approach my career it doesn't have to be me doing a single thing. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely,
0: and and you see it right because you know uh, at least within you know our 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 field right we work with students so you know students come in and and you know sometimes they get this experience right or this information from the parents or their family right or friends right so you know, they're absorbing all of it and then they go into panic mode. Right. And they're like, that's why I need to make the right decision. Right. And a lot of the times, you know, I like to use a little humor in my work. Right. Because it, it, you know, when, when appropriate, it sort of brings, walls down, right? It, It invites vulnerability a little bit, you know, and I always tell students like when they start to get into this frame of mind, I say, this is not the 1960s anymore. You know, we are well past that. And there are many folks that have very successful careers that started in one place and are doing something completely, you know, completely opposite of where they started and they're thriving and they're succeeding, right? It doesn't have to be one and done. And I think that's some, something that we still haven't gotten the message across just as a, 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 within the whole industry is, you know, you don't have to be in one spot your whole life, that there are other opportunities. And I, I very much appreciate what you said, which was, even if you are doing something, you don't have to leave it. You can do something else too, right? Uh, you can work someplace else. You can still follow a dream on the side, right? You know, they call it a side hustle for a reason, right? You know, you can still do it. And, you know, for myself, you know, I pursued a degree in in counseling, you know, and and, and I made my way over to advisement. I love it, every aspect of it. But I still have this background of counseling, I got my license, uh, you know, for New York. So I didn't have to tuck that away and put that to the side. I still do that. You know, I still, Mm -hmm. uh, on my own time, I work with clients outside of, you know, uh, of this full time work. And, and I love it. So yes, I think that's such a strong point, which is even if you find what you want to do, it doesn't mean you have to stop there. There's still plenty of other options and opportunities you can take on if you're willing to do it and if you want to do it. So I, I very much value that point.
1: Yeah. And like you, I mean, I know you to be a content creator as well. And, you know, so even if you wanted to do that, like that, even though it, <laughs> might, it might seem like something so different from counseling or if you wanted to be a DJ you know it's like so many things that we don't think about but you can also do those things and I also one of the things that I see happen a lot I mean and this this I've, I've experienced this with students telling me you know well I'm getting this degree in accounting and I've once had a student say something to me like I can't go be a, a cashier in a supermarket and I understand where it's coming from because a lot of times you know by getting qualified with a degree, it can seem like that is, you know, that is what's making you valuable. Mm -hmm. That we believe some careers are beneath us. us. We, We believe some careers are above us. And when we start, Thinking like that, that's where career can start to feel like this area where you have to get it right and where you have to maybe, you know, have earn a certain status with, you know, and when you're so attached to that status, And you believe certain careers are beneath you. That's where, you know, we start to get into this area of classism and, and, you know, starting to devalue people who are probably not making as much money or doing Mm -hmm. certain types of jobs. And we put other people on a pedestal. And that is also where that insecurity can come from. So I like to think of it like just to see, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you a real life example. When I left my corporate job and I actually had resigned from that job and I was I was I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. And mm-hmm. the first thing I thought of, like, what is it that I really want to do? What is a job that I would love to do? And my favorite store, like grocery store that I go to, is Trader Joe's. I love Trader oh, Joe's.
0: Incredible.
1: <laughs> I, I, I love that store. And the first thing that I did was apply for a job to work as a crew member at Trader Joe's. A crew member is somebody who, like, <laughs> you know, is a cashier and is, and there's, I, I was coming here from this, you know, working in, in, uh, in financial services. And I'm like, this would be so much fun because when I go into Trader Joe's, it's like a playground for me. Like I love <laughs> interacting with the, the, you know, the people on the floor, the the um employees on the floor, and they're so helpful and they're so nice in their Hawaiian shirts and everything else. I'm like, what a great environment this would be. And it was so vastly different from the environment that I was that I was working in prior to that. And I think it's to also have that um to have that uh open mind when you're thinking about career because especially you know you mentioned this before like when we think about money because that we think about paying the bills and all of that but at the end of the day like if push comes to shove right you can go be a cashier i've had i've had like people who were you know highly educated go work at you know as a waiter or waitress in a restaurant and mm-hmm. made money to pay the bills, and I celebrate that because, you know, they did what was necessary to meet their needs and took responsibility for that. So I also feel that that it's really important when you're looking at career not to, you know, see it as, you know, some careers are better than others. They're just different careers, and people can make the choice in terms of what it is that they want to do. And also, if if someone is thinking like that, that they're going to be more hesitant to let go of a job that pays them more money, but they might be in an environment that stifles Mm -hmm. them rather than go, for example, take a job doing something that like say working with Trader Joe's for me, but it also allows them to explore other things while they while they do that. Or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come with the stress that they're they constantly feeling exhausted, that they can pursue other things. So I, I also feel that's something that, uh, you know, that's um, worth mentioning just because of my seeing, you know, like when I work with people, that that has been something that I've experienced where they believe that some jobs are beneath them. Like I've even seen people talk about this, like, oh, I don't want to be a McDonald's, a worker at McDonald's, but those are, you know, human yes. beings who are making an honest living. And I think it's it's important to acknowledge that.
0: Yeah and 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 I think that's a very solid point and and even I think that's the struggle I have too, even when, and why I'm so interested in it, because even the wording of it, even when we say unconventional, right, unconventional career paths, we're already putting, uh, you know, uh, we're already putting a stigma to it because mm-hmm. we're already saying it's a career path that's already not sought out, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you tell anybody that, you know, if I said to someone, if I said to you, you know, hey, you could pursue this, it's an unconventional career path, Right already that raises a red flag right if i was sitting there and somebody told me that i'd go all right i'm not out of it just yet but basically i feel like this person's telling me it it's it's probably pays very little it's you know it's not going to provide a lot of growth so you're already formulating these ideas that all it takes is one person saying one thing for you to start to kind of spiral right so and very similar in the sense of i think the same way with sanitation Right, a lot of folks will say, "I don't want to go around picking up garbage, doing you know, doing this, doing that." And first of all, sanitation workers' backbone. When when it's snowing in the city, they're out there piling Very
1: pandemic. They were right? out there, you know, cleaning up. Yeah,
0: they're out there. So, but folks will think that because they think less than. And I always struggle with that idea because you know, growing up and and thinking about the city tests and again, you know, kind of being recommended to step away from that, you know, so you already start to think, well, that's an unconventional career path. Why go down that route? What is, you know, what, you know, there's better jobs. And when I look at it, I go, you know, what are you talking about? You know, you get like, you get so much, you work for the city, the health benefits, retirement, you can retire early, live the rest of your days out, going to Trader Joe's every day for fun, you know, and I think, I think it's difficult because, we sort of value certain qualities and aspects of a job than others, right? Where maybe you want that uh, accountancy job at, at Deloitte that's paying you six figures, and maybe you love it. That's great, but if you chose that because of the money, you know, I say be careful. It's a slippery slope. Sure, you may be able to buy that Lamborghini you always wanted, but if you're not experiencing life as you as you hope or or wish to, what was that worth versus someone well, maybe he's taking a pay cut but you know what there's growth there's opportunities to build and they're making enough to support their everyday means plus a little bit more you know that person has holidays maybe they spend a lot more time with family so i think in a lot of ways we have to ask ourselves and ask the people we're working with right what are your values what's important to you and if making money is a high value for you go with it then get that job right but every acknowledge that everyone's different right so if somebody values time right if somebody wants a lot of you know a, a, an ability to to do whatever they want then maybe we lead them in a direction where they still can support themselves but still follow what values they they hold true and important to them so i think it's very important when we navigate these conversations that we that the language we use is is crucial because again, we have to take the stigma away from, you know, this idea that doing anything outside of accountancy finance, you know, uh, these base, you know these, these, this business world, right? That there's more to life and that there's more that's accessible if you just give it an opportunity in the time of day to kind of, you know, look a little bit more into it
1: yeah and if everyone thought like that like we wouldn't have jay-z and we wouldn't have like you know <laughs> some of these great inventions that we've had you know because those are people who are willing to think outside of the box and not you know and and it's also as you were saying yeah the stigma in terms of who determined that this is the conventional path and this is you know this path has more status because i feel at the end of the day what it is is it's about meeting your needs right so If the Lamborghini is great, like if somebody were to say, here's a Lamborghini, I would I would happily take it. Right. But it's also, you know, for a lot of a lot uh, of people, I also see that they go into careers that are not necessarily resonant, but might offer more status. Because it's a way of compensating for, you know, the lack that they, uh, they might feel. And it, it also shows up a lot for our marginalized, people from marginalized communities where they feel, you know, like, uh, feel like imposters, feel the confidence issues, feel anxiety, and it's looking to fill that void. And if you could actually also recognize, like, where is my motivation coming from? Is it actually to move towards something that I really care about? Mm -hmm. Or is it that I want to get rid of certain, you know, feelings that I'm having. And I've seen even with students who I would consider overachievers having to like do, you know, like fill their schedule and do a million things. And when, you know, you sit with them and you ask them why and they say like, well, if I didn't do these things, I would feel like a loser you know, and I would feel like I am not good enough and all of that. And I think it's so important to address those underlying, you know, underlying issues, underlying feelings that may be coming from a lot of the messaging that we get in terms of who we're supposed to be, that we stop trusting ourselves in terms of what's right for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And and because I know like, you know, for a lot of a lot of people, if 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 they truly trusted themselves, they would not be doing the the you know pursuing the career that they are currently pursuing. But you know, often they say, okay, it it pays the bills, mm-hmm. and of course, in, you know, we need money, but it's also um, you know there are many different ways to to make money, and you know that means tapping into your creativity as well. That means trusting yourself. That means honoring your your gifts and your natural talents. And a lot of times as well, if something comes easy to someone, they tend to think, well, that's that's so easy. Everybody can do it, you know, and I can't make money doing that. And I think it's also important to recognize if something, you know, if something is is comes naturally to you, um, perhaps that's something that you should pay attention to. And even ask the people around you, you know, like, what do you see as my gifts? What is something that Um, you believe is my strength because you might be so close to it that you might not be seeing it and believing, not believing that you can actually Mm -hmm. get paid for that.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's why entering college is a very important time in in one's life because you're following some similar patterns in terms of you're still taking classes, right? You're you're still, you know, you still have to keep with a schedule, but College is the first time that you really get to experience some flexibility and you really start to hone in on this individual sense of self, right? You're really starting to build you, you know, um, and that's a struggle for, for a lot of students, because if you're told what to do for 18 years, right. You know, 18, 19 years, sometimes 17, right. And for those that get in sooner, but, um, you know, that's hard because you are used to a routine, you know? So when you ask someone to, you know, come in, sit down with someone and say, you know, and they ask you the question like, hey, what are you interested in? What do you like to do? You know, that's a loaded question, right? And exactly to your point too is what's also very powerful is we don't know who's sitting across from us. We don't know who's had opportunities you know uh to you know gain certain you know uh access to certain you know um you know certain scholarships or you know to you know certain people that were able to assist them in, in getting to where they need to be versus those that had to start working when they were 12 years old to support their families right so that is essential because a lot of the times we have to do self check-ins, right? I, and I always try to do that. I check in and say, "Where is this person coming from? Where am I coming from?" Because you have to be careful. Because if you offer advice or recommendations based off of someone's, you know, um, you know, someone verbalizing what they need, if you don't know the whole backstory, you could really be rather than inviting them in, you can be kind of, in a way, non-verbally asking them to leave because they're gonna feel misheard, right? Invalidated. So again, I think it's very important from just a holistic point of view, before we even get into this idea of, hey, what do you want to do? Tell me a little bit about yourself, right? And and sort of what we're talking about, which is so we identify these values and core beliefs at an early stage, because then when we start to get into the question of what do you want to do? We know who the person is a little bit. We know their story. We know, you know, if they were, if they, if they you know, came from another country, if they were born here, right? What does it look like from a family-oriented point of view? You know, because taking all these factors into account Creates a more fluid conversation and makes the person feel heard. And in a lot of ways, sometimes it gives them that option to step outside their comfort zone and say, "Hey, listen, you know, this is really what I want to do, but I can't because of this." And then we have to say, "That's okay. That's okay." You know, and maybe one day you find an opportunity to do that. But also, it just promotes a conversation of you know, I don't want to do this, help me and we can step in. But I think it's very important from that, from that, almost that first interaction to be mindful of, we don't know who's sitting in front of us, get to know the person first and the rest will follow.
1: Right. Everybody's starting from a different point and we never know what, what people's starting point is. And it's to acknowledge that. And we all come with our, you know, our own privileges and our own marginalization. And we have to honor that, like not make assumptions about anyone in terms of their situation. So definitely mm-hmm. be aware of, you know, of our own biases um, in, the, in the process and, you know, why we choose certain um, career paths over others. Um, any Anything else that you'd like to share, Matt, any advice that you would give to someone who might be struggling with this and still deciding on what to do with their career?
0: Yeah, my advice would be, you know, it sounds silly, but talk it out, you know, no matter how unreasonable you may think it it is or how unbelievable, you know, you might think the idea is, you know, you'd be shocked at how many how many things were capable, you know, just as humans, right? You know, you see folks uh, on Shark Tank come in with a little idea and they walk out and it changes their life. So anything is possible, you know? So, you know, find those people in, in your life that you feel supported by and that you feel like, you know, are validating and that are that listening ear, you know, and, and talk out these ideas because you would be surprised you know, how many times something that you're interested in or invested in that there's something out there might not be exactly what you want, but you can get close to it. So I would always say that that I I hate cliches, but I also love them, you know, follow your dreams, you know, and then, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, there's always plan B, but you know, never let go of plan A until you have to.
1: And C and D and E and F and G. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) All the the way to Z and then we're going to numbers.
1: Going back. (laughs) Well, on that note, you've been listening to Seek Human Spaces. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Catch you next time. And remember to be human.